This is the Alternative Edge, home of KBVU Podcasts. Welcome back to Football Unfocused. Of course, I'm your host, Austin West, joined by Lavelle Harris in the studio. So we're in our different microphones here tonight. And it's good, good to be back. It is good to be back. What is it? What week is it? Week week of what? The NFL? Yeah. It is week eight now eight. is what we're going into. Yeah, week eight on this five-star rated podcast here from KBVU, The Alternative Edge, as always home to many great podcasts. And tonight we've decided to mix it up a little bit, and we usually bring on our resident Viking specialist, but tonight we brought on the resident Steelers expert, Tanner Frost. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My voice should probably be very recognizable, so oh. you oh. need to introduce oh. Wow. Oh. Oh. Big flex. Big, big flex. flex. Big flex in the studio. Yeah, sports on the Edge. Two shows. The Entertainment Hour, obviously. We're still waiting on that new episode. We're still waiting for the Entertainment Hour's new episode, yeah, Tanner. Yeah, on a bit of a hiatus, but we're here to talk about sports, Westy. <laughs> about sports? <laughs> Getting off topic. I know this is football unfocused, Yeah. I'll oh. it for you guys this week. Don't All right. Okay. Tanner, Tanner's our mediator here to make sure we don't get too I unfocused. I don't know about that. Best, okay? <laughs> He'll try his best. We're the worst. Well, we're the worst. We always... Ah, uh, I get it. Funny. Funny. Gosh. We bring him on for like five minutes, and he's already... Trying to think he's better than us. Unbelievable. Well, speaking of being better than people, oh. Steelers. Good segue. Good segue. Oh. Is, I applaud that segue. I applaud that. Six and O, Austin and Lavelle. Oh. What are you seeing from the Steelers so far this year? Because they are fun to watch. Let me tell you. That. Oh, I've seen jet sweeps, jet sweeps, <laughs> and streaks. A lot of in the one yard line. Trace Claypool. A lot of jet sweeps. That's true. But Sweet. I feel like the receivers are the main focal point of that. Steelers offense for sure. They usually are. As they usually are. But Juju Smith not hasn't been doing much most of the season. Deontay Johnson's been out with injuries uh, throughout a little bit as well, forcing Chase Claypool, who has been able to step up until, of course, last week where he didn't do too much. But we'll get into that late, a little bit later as well. So I feel like those receivers have definitely been a focal point. And the defense, for sure, has definitely been the highlight, I feel like, all season long for the Steelers, uh, led by T.J. Watt out there for sure. I think that's my thing. What do you what do you take away as the true fan, Tanner? What do you, what do you take away? Yeah, you mentioned the Juju situation. I mean, I think you're doing a lot of discredit to him. He's definitely the he's so, so far he is the second uh, highest receiving yards on the team. And the problem with the Steelers, well, not the problem, but the big thing was after Antonio Brown left, and not to dwell on that obviously because it's long in the past, and he's with the Bucks now. The Steelers needed the new number one receiver, and everyone looked at Juju. And obviously, so did opposing defenses. So he's been double, triple coverage a lot of times, especially last season when his numbers dropped a lot off from the other year where AB was getting double, triple coverage. So now the focus turned to Juju. But as it has been for an entire decade now, the Steelers pick up receivers every draft pool and churn them out in rapid succession. We have Deontay Johnson, you mentioned. He was out for a few games but he's only missed one, and he's taken a few less snaps a couple other games. He's got 227 yards. He had a fantastic week the other week. Three touchdowns. Juju's got three touchdowns, 279 yards. But Chase Claypool right now is the number one receiver in air yeah, quotes. Yeah, air quotes for sure. blew up in, in that game against the Browns. Had a fantastic week, and he's got 333 yards, four touchdowns, in which all of his touchdowns came in the game. He's exploded onto the scene. He's a really, really exciting rookie. We have James Washington. The uh, addition of Eric Ebron has been a huge rejuvenation, not only on the field, because he can double with Vance McDonald from a double tight end split 
but he also seems like to be he's a very good locker room presence and that's especially important because this has basically been Ben's comeback season so far and a lot of talk since he was out last year about how important he is to the team in terms of on-field presence because he is in his waning years though he's not playing like it right now he's he's doing very well having one really of his best nice. starts to a season in his entire 15 or so year yeah. career so far and he's having a great start and as a person obviously i can't exactly advocate for ben but as a player he's been really on the money with his throws so far this season he's finding the different receivers spreading the ball we have four guys over 200 receiving yards one of them is ebron as well james washington just sub 200 James Connors picking up the ball out of the backfield is a good receiving back, not as good as Le'Veon was, but not many people are. And the thing is, the ball is getting spread around. It's a very, very balanced offense right now. We aerated out a couple of times, but we usually just chip away, get third down conversions. Been very, very good on third and the occasional fourth down conversion. And they're just in sync so far at the start of the season. I mean, you have to be if you're 6-0. and And they've been grinding out a couple of games. To be fair, last week should have gone to OT. Goskowski missed a field goal. Feet wide right, I'll take it, obviously. But the the first half, the thing is, they play the first halves, the offense usually steps up, and then the defense usually steps up. It was a flip the other week. The offense was firing, the defense was holding them down, and then both teams kind of fell off. The momentum swing was Ben throwing a pick at the end of the first half. But the team is just fun to watch right now. It, they're very grind-out games, grind-out yards, grind-out catches and convert and they're converting in the red zone and they're doing everything they need to to score and that's what what's mattering and the defense has just been swarming all year like you talked about tj's doing a fantastic job and and to, to let give it back to you <laughs> very fun to watch i am a resident stealer expert here as you can obviously hey, tell uh tanner knows a lot about his own team that was and so he was in there he was well i what do you think about Big Ben getting comeback player of the year possibly this year? Do you think he's got the chance at that award or or if he's the front runner even well, for that one? Keep up the way he's playing right now. Yes. I mean, it's a possibility for sure. Um I'd like to hear some other candidates before I make an informed yeah. decision, of course. But, you know, six games played, he's shooting 69% or so completion, uh already over about 1500 yards passing, um average of 6.8 per catch. He's thrown 13 touchdowns, four interceptions. Three came against the Titans, so before week six, he only had one touchdown or one interception, about 11 to 1 ratio. Eight, taking eight sacks, and he's got just a sub 100 QB rating, so he's got a 99.6, which is one of the best in the league right now. Certainly a possibility, not playing out, out of his mind or, or anything like that, like a peak Aaron Rodgers usually does for half the season, but very consistent just along with the rest of the offense, and it's really kind of the brand of football the Steelers are playing right now on both sides of the ball. And this is like the first time they've been six and zero, and I want to say at least a couple it is the decades. First time they have been six and zero in their entire franchise history. Now the first time, oh. they, the last time they went five, five and zero, yes, was nineteen eighty six. Yeah, so it's, we all know what happened in nineteen eighty six. You guys went to win the Super Steelers Bowl, yeah? Went on to win the Super Bowl. And the last oh. time that two, the last two undefeated people, undefeated teams played, I believe I saw this stat. Well, the, the winner of that there. game, it was yeah. The Seahawks as well, but. but there was some stat that was like the last time that two undefeateds met in like. Uh, this far into the season, the winner of that game went on to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and I don't so think we look like a Super Bowl caliber winning team. But yeah. the thing is, like I mentioned, we're playing consistent, and we're playing very balanced, and that's what's mattering. And like I said, balance been, will win you championships. Yeah, there's been yeah. some results, and I, I think our stamp win so far has been against the Browns. Decimated them, thirty-six Absolutely. to three. It was. 
came out firing right at the gates. We're not putting up huge numbers on offense or anything, but like I mentioned, just consistent across the board. Four guys over 200 receiving yards. James Conner has been rushing really well. He's at 450 yards already in six games. Average is just under five a rush, four touchdowns. He's running the ball hard, and Benny Snell Jr. has stepped in as more of a power back, a goal line back, and punching for yards as well. There's a lot of depth as well, and that's the thing I talked about. There's so many outlets to throw the ball to, same guys that can block, Ebron and McDonald especially, but Again, I don't know if they, I don't think it's a Super Bowl caliber winning team. We'll see when we come into Week 12 how we continue because we're a bit streaky. It's been the definition of the decade. We'll start out well almost every single season and then maybe fall off. Last season was an outlier because Ben did get hurt and we had a quarterback crisis basically through most of the season. But I mean, the way things are going, uh, it, and and the thing is, not neither of these teams should have been undefeated this week. Is the problem because we were supposed to play the Titans right, in Week Three exactly. and the game got canceled. So it's kind of a tricky stat to put an asterisk next to but uh, made I mean, for an exciting matchup this five is a, and lot of seasons, five and a lot of things happening in 2020 that get the asterisks oh, next God. to it but it, sure. it was the titans fault to be fair they broke regulation yeah. they got a they were the first. slap in the wrist really yeah. the money yeah they were the first ones to get covid yeah. basically break the rules and kind of get it they delayed the bills game as well yeah exactly the I patriots got marred with yeah with covid i think the dolphins had a little bit as well same division i mean didn't the titans just like their o-line get all got it before the steelers game as well well they rescheduled the Steelers yeah, game. That's yeah because they yeah. had to move the bills game lavelle i don't know if you heard this but i thought this is interesting interesting to bring back up we talked about this on sports on the edge two weeks ago so that bills titans game that got moved yeah. from week four well it didn't get moved it was week four it got yeah. Not moved from the week, but pushed back to the Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. So I want you to guess on this now because we brought this up as a really fun fact, yeah. and this is actually pretty interesting. So the last time, I mean, Tuesday night football just sounds wrong. First off, right? Yeah. Like we've talked about this on our, on the podcast too. Yeah. So hopefully you get this right. Okay. So the last time that the Tuesday night football game was played, can you tell what year that was? It's not too crazy of a stat to begin with, but we'll I'll upgrade it. Uh, yeah. We talked about this. Yes, we did. But all the exact year. What do you have a guess? What's your guess then? Uh, I think it was like some 50 something years, huh? Maybe. No. No. No, it's a lot sooner than that. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. It was like 2010, wasn't it? The last Tuesday night football game, and I'm fact checking this real quick. Yeah. Because I've deleted the fact myself by now. As I completely skipped our up. segue, I mm. completely forgot about our sound effects for the NFL segment. I believe it was it, 2012. It was. It was between. It was 2008, 2010, 2012. It was, it was so basically a decade ago. Yeah. But that's not the fun fact. Before that, the when, can you tell when the last Tuesday night football game was? So that about 12 years ago, basically was the last one. Yeah. The last one was 1946. Okay. Yeah. And big, that is yeah, crazy. That's the big gap right yeah, there. Yeah, that's a 70-plus-year gap it in between. It was 2010. 2010. See, I, I thought it was, I was going to say it's 2008, 2008. <laughs> I, I thought that was crazy, so yeah, factoid based on the, the Titans. Factoid around. of the day from Tanner Frost right there. Hello, that's what I'm here for. And so, <laughs> Lavelle, uh, as we're going through the NFL, I know you'd like to talk about your Chargers and yes, Justin sir. Herbert. As Herbert oh. joins Mahomes as the only players in NFL history with 250 yards in each of their first five career games. And, and so he's been doing fairly and, well. People have said he's looking like the top candidate for rookie of the year for who else? above Joe who else? Burrow yes. slightly mm. from Field Yates, I heard today. So how are you feeling about your team I'm right now? Like my team right now. We we kind of blew that game. We blew it at first, but then Justin Herbert stepped up 
as low as rookie. We didn't really score that much, but 39-29, we won. Justin Herbert, 27-43, 347 yards, three touchdowns. He looked so good out there. He was our leading rusher, too, with nine carries, 66 yards, and a touchdown. But Jaguars did play good. I feel like my team's doing – we have a lot of injuries still, but, like, that was a big win we needed, I think. Justin Herbert puts his confidence up a little bit, got his first dub as a charger, as a starter, right? So I've been – we're 2-4 and four now. I'm kind of – You're happy? Kind of happy. We have a division game now, so I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out. How do you feel about the future of Justin Herbert on oh, the Chargers team? I feel like it's going to be great with him and Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams got some connections, so it's going to be fun. I can't wait to watch. I, he's been linking up really well with receivers so far yes, this year. I threw, I saw him through an absolute dot down the seam. To, oh, to the our backup tight end. Yeah, he chucked that ball, and he hit him in stride and like double coverage. Herbert's been playing really well, and based he, on what I've seen from the Chargers. He has an arm. Yeah, he does. He, he has an arm. He's an exciting him. rookie for sure. He's oh. you might yeah he might be a franchise guy and I know it's early he's six it weeks in but based on the way he's playing if he can keep this up and I know it happens and guys fall off and you get welcomed to the league and then you get a hard reality that it's not going to be this easy every week if you're not right in a hot hand but he could be a franchise guy just because he has key in for five more years yes. for sure he got that's the extension. a big weapon that's a big that's a big deal there there's a one of the best weapons in the league like, yeah just, for sure he can stay healthy like our team like our team stays healthy yeah the health is we can, the main per- point we can here. start looking up we can look up past the we go playoffs we can hear playoffs will we hear playoffs instead of now? draft picks instead like, of draft picks we don't want to hear playoffs that. now we don't want to hear that playoffs playoffs for the chart playoffs oh. not maybe this year you can't but. even win a game Okay. That's, a, that's a reference. Oh, my bad. I didn't get the reference. It's okay, though. But we get to talk about the 49ers because we played the Patriots. Jimmy Garoppolo's oh. return home to Foxborough, and he gets it done. Niners win 33-6 to over Cam Newton and the Patriots. And Jimmy Garoppolo, 20 for 25, 277 yards, two picks. That wasn't the highlight of the day. As Jeff Wilson Jr. has 17 carries, 112 yards, and three touchdowns before being injured on that third touchdown run. Gets his ankle rolled up on as he's getting tackled into the end zone. Ends his day a little bit early. And Cam Newton not looking very good. He had three picks in that game. And Cam Newton not looking like the guy they signed up. Julian Edelman not getting targeted really at all in that game either. Stidham came in in the fourth quarter. And it's just the Patriots are on the decline right now, it seems. They did Uh, bench Cam, didn't they? Yeah, third quarter they bench Cam. They're not... Looking up right now at all whatsoever. As Tom Brady. And one of the worst starts. Uh, it's the first time they've lost three straight games since 2002. And obviously they've had Tom Brady since then. And just it's just was a bad day overall for the New England Patriots. As Cam Newton, like I said, 9 for, nine for 15, 98 yards, three picks, no touchdowns. We had Jeff Wilson Jr. with three touchdowns. Kyle Juszczyk had a touchdown. Jarek McKinnon ba- barely played in that game as well. Brandon Ayuk has been doing very well as well. Six receptions, 115 yards. Rookie like to see that rookie receiver doing very well. As Debo Samuel gets a little more knocked up in this game as well. And so injuries, again, one of the things to look out for. A lot this season, as a lot of people have been getting in- injured so far. As, as Odell got injured. Odell gets injured Towards on a ACL. tackle. Yes. Towards ACL, out for the season on a tackle from a Baker pick, which is tough already. He's not even playing the right side of the ball at that point. 
and he gets injured. And then we had Andy Dalton go out with a concussion, and so now the Cowboys are down to their third string QB. And that bring, uh, who else got injured? I'm trying to mm-hmm. rack my brain here. Joe Mixon was still out. He didn't end up playing last week. Dak, Saquon. Yeah. Well, they're, yeah, they're all still injured. But I'm just, well, I'm just saying, I mean, it's been a week. crazy yeah. year for it. For sure. And, oh, gosh, I know there's one on the tip of my tongue that I'm trying to think of, and I just, it's just, I'm just blanking. Chris Godwin got injured as well late oh. in that game uh, for the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers got a big win there, and they've said people are starting to think that they're the Super Bowl-caliber team. As they have signed Antonio Brown, finally it has been allowed and confirmed this week. And mm-hmm. so we'll see how he affects Mike Evans, uh, Rob Gronkowski, see Scotty how he affects Miller. the locker room first. Yeah, if he can hey. make it, to, if he can make it past a week, I'd be amazed. Bruce considering Arians the last, said he has to be a team player. Or he's, Otherwise, he's gone. Well, yeah, because based so. on what he's how how he's acted yes. on his past teams, he's not. Yeah, I got beef with him. as I should, as I should. Yeah, you hear the anger. And Buccaneers, <laughs> like I said, big win for them, forty-five to twenty over the Raiders. Uh, plenty of other games we had as well. Lions beat the Falcons. This was a heartbreaker, 23-22. to Todd Gurley accidentally scores a touchdown at the end of the game to yeah. give the Lions time to come back and score and he win. He didn't accidentally. He was trying to stop. He, he was trying to, and so he accidentally momentum. fell in, and that's just kind of that's, – that's hard to do. It's good for my fantasy team. It's good for your fantasy <laughs> team, but not good – for the Falcons by any means at all. Again, Matthew Stafford, one of the best uh, fourth quarter quarterbacks that we that is in the game right now. Underrated for sure. Yeah. The Browns win thirty-seven to thirty-four over the Bengals. And since twenty nineteen, the Cincinnati Bengals are one twelve and one in games decided by eight points or fewer, which is the worst record in the NFL for such games. Joe Burrow still doing fairly well, thirty-five for forty-seven, four hundred six yards, three touchdowns. Again, OBJ gets injured in that game as well. Baker like we had said, a tough day, didn't he? Baker had a tough get day at the beginning. I think he come he comes back and does a lot better in that one. I believe. Let's see if we can get his final stats here. And of course, it pulls up the wrong stats there for a second. <laughs> but a couple other scores we had, like Tanner said, the Steelers defeat the Titans twenty-seven to. 24. It was close. A very close game for sure. Yes, like you said, should have gone to overtime. Heading into the second half and heading into halftime, we were absolutely dominating them. Funny fact, and I retweeted this because it was amazing. <laughs> At the end of the first quarter, the Steelers had about 180 yards of total offense. The Titans had one. And the Steelers, I, I watched the first quarter, and we had to go to lifting mid-second quarter, and I was enjoying it so much. But I didn't have to watch the second half, so that actually turned out yeah. well because I would have been uh, biting my fingernails the whole time with, of this utter stress of blowing <laughs> that stress, game. Stress, yeah. Yeah, and, and I did oh. see the field goal, to be fair. I tuned in for like the final couple of minutes. But at the end of the first half, utter domina- domination. Like overall, the defense was swarming. The first quarter, we had the ball for about 12 minutes. The Titans had one possession and we, like I said, like that was the definition of how the Steelers are playing so far this year because we were hitting them on the ground, chipping away. We were like six for eight on third down in the first quarter, like which is a lot, but we were sustaining a really two really long drives, and it was just seven nothing. It was basically going as well as it could. It was a very very consistent game, and the defense wasn't giving up any yards whatsoever. Obviously, because we got them for a couple sacks and good punt position, just controlling the ball in the field and. A fun performance to watch, and thank goodness I didn't get to see the other side of it because we <laughs> turned it off a little bit after Ben threw that pick. Yeah, 
And Baker Mayfield's game, like we were mentioning earlier, 22 for 28, 297 yards, five touchdowns, one interception. Again, that interception, the one that gets OBJ injured. Yeah. And that was right away in the first quarter. So he turned around. I believe he went. I think he went 22 for 23 in the next three quarters. Yeah. And his after that, incompletion yeah. was a spike. Right. And so, like, again, he turned it around after that pick and was able to make a lot of, the, like I said, five touchdowns in that one. Panthers took on the Saints. Saints win 27-24, a lot closer than it probably should have been with the Saints. Drew Brees with two touchdowns. Alan Kamara only getting 14 carries for 83 yards rushing. DJ Moore for the Panthers, two touchdowns. Bills took on the Jets, won 18-10. That one was also way too close. Definitely shouldn't have happened. Josh Allen, 30 for 43, 307 yards, no touchdowns. And I know their kicker for the Bills had 20 fantasy points, so he really Snap. put the team on his back there. <laughs> he definitely did. Washington Cowboys. Washington wins that one 25-3. Again, that hit on Andy Dalton, taking him out of the game into concussion protocol. Probably won't be on the field for this week. It is a possibility, though, still. We'll have to wait and see for that one. Packers-Texans 35-20 in the way of the Packers. Packers stay Five and one. Sean Watson, two touchdowns. And I believe uh, Aaron Rodgers had a couple as well on his side of the ball. He had four, to be exact, four passing touchdowns as well. And but just going through my scores here, try to wrap this up quickly. Game of the week. As we got some other ones still before we get to game of the week. Chiefs Broncos. Chiefs win that one 43-16. Chargers Jaguars, like I said, 39-29. Monday night football, Rams Bears. Rams win that one, twenty-four to ten. And now, once I get my sound effect pulled up, Let's we can do our game of the week. I'm being rotated. Yes, <laughs> love it. Beautiful, beautiful sound effect. As I have to play it. That's a my podcast phone. director right there. That's that a man a that knows what he's doing. Thank you, thank you. I, I, I bow now. And our game of the week, of course, Seahawks Cardinals on Sunday night football. Probably. Great, great game. wonderful game. Seahawks were undefeated. Cardinals were four and two coming into that game. And so big deal that one. People really thought the Seahawks were gonna win. Russ looking like an MVP season so far. Lockett looking nice. Oh Tyler Lockett fantastic is game. really oh the backbone God. of that team almost he with is. Russell. He's so so fast, so good. Let's talk about the real highlight of last week. What is DK Metcalf? I, no. a, he is next level. He's from Wakanda. He's definitely from Wakanda. He is definitely seriously, he has something going on in his genes. Because that it, chase down tackle. Baker. That was amazing. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's I, a unit oh and he can God. run. What did he run at 40? He set a combine record, didn't he? Or he came uh, close to one of the combine records. I think he ran like a 4.30. I was going to say. He ran, he's, so, he's that fast. His acceleration is unreal because he, he was mid route. He was ten yards behind and mid route. He had to yeah. stop in the yeah, end zone. He was in. He's acting as a red zone target. Turned the other way off. and just down the sideline. I think he caught him at what, like the ten, like the twenty or so. Twenty. He, he got you know sixty yards, but that's oh. acceleration, and no one else even came close. No, like, it was it was unbelievable, unreal play. Even Buda Baker couldn't believe it, and he gave him props the next day. Buda Baker literally, like I know it's a joke, but he heard the footsteps because he was coasting down the side. He wasn't coasting down the sideline, running down the sideline, p- picking up speed. He certainly didn't Deshaun Jackson and stop up or anything, yeah, right? But. He turned his head, and he's like, someone's about to catch me. He yeah. heard DK coming, and DK was just 
powering going, through. Going, like, powering. I don't know what oh I would gosh. think if I turn and see six, like, what is he, six, seven? Yeah, he's a he's an absolute unit. He's a brick of a dude. Like, oh and he runs a four God. three. That is yeah. a physical specimen. That's and wild. we've had plenty of memes come out of that uh, oh, rundown so as well. He's like the guy from Get Out, the gardener. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or I think of the video from Caught with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, exactly. Where the cops running the down the street. Thing, yeah. That's the same thing I imagine too. And it's just been some great, great things that have come out of that. Beautiful jokes that are all I, over Twitter. I've if you haven't seen seriously, them. for real though, the highlight of the week. Like it's, it's not. It, it's, it not me, it's not. Well, oh, that's no, it's the highlight. It is the Daniel week. Jones. That was last week. No, it was Thursday, Thursday night. night. Yeah, it, it was started, Thursday night. I take tough, that. That's a tough ask. That, yeah, I Daniel. Jo- okay, that's the low light of the week. The highlight yeah, the is DK chasing is, down. Yeah, DK. Yeah. I think we've gotten more jokes, more original jokes, out of DK Metcalf's chase down. Than uh, Daniel Jones's trip. Daniel's own, Daniel Jones getting quick scope by an intervention is pretty funny. Though. It is funny, but that, they're all about the same. It's just I, him I, getting sniped. I like, like that. Um, the when they're in a bar or something, and then he tells the football manager, "You go put up the sprinkler." Oh, oh the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. old that one. Yes, I got double Y wide. That's tough. It happens though. I mean, that's what happens when you want to win the football game, obviously. And this one went into overtime. Uh, and Russ just turns it off in overtime. There are no sacks the entire game. And they make it into overtime. Russ gets sacked twice on the first drive. They turn it back over to the Cardinals. Cardinals drive down. They miss a field goal. Mm. So then the uh, Seahawks get it back. And then it's uh, it's not Buda Baker's pick. His was in his was taken two Isaiah overtime. Simmons, huh? Isaiah Simmons Isaiah gets the pick. Simmons. He was in for five snaps, I believe, of that game. If I have the exact stat, and one of them is his is the pick to give the Cardinals back the ball, where they're able to go down and finally score that field goal that they need to win the game. But just an unbelievable game. No one thought it would end like that whatsoever. I did. Um, I, yeah, exactly. I, I definitely did not. I'm not gonna lie. I thought the Seahawks because they thought they had it, but I mean, just real close all the way through. Cup for 48, uh, 360 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Russell Wilson, 33 for 50, 388 yards. Three touchdowns, three interceptions, and I want—I want to know if you saw the video of when Kyler Murray saw DeAndre Hopkins one on one down the middle yeah, of the field. Yeah, he smiling. That was pretty funny. I was like, I think that's crazy because DeAndre is that good. That you see him one on one, you just have to throw it. You're like, hey, you got to. I mean, every time, you really do. And that was another great uh, meme thing there for Twitter to have a day with, and. There's the injury I was thinking of. Kenyon Drake also getting injured in that game. That's Chase, why, yeah, that's another Chase Edmonds started to pick up. And if Kenyon Drake keeps getting injured like this, Chase Edmonds will have this starting drop, starting job for the Arizona Cardinals easily. I've been picked him up. Told you, waiver wire. Yeah, fantasy has been doing very well. Uh, like we said, Tyler Lockett, 15 receiving receptions for 200 yards and three touchdowns. He had every touchdown from Russell Wilson. Yeah, basically. Tyler Lockett. A staple of that team. And of course, Everson Griffin, uh, news out of today, gets traded from the Cowboys, not the Cowboys, yeah, no, somewhere to the, uh, to the Lions. He's traded to the Lions. <laughs> I'm blanking on completely on where he went. I was pretty sure it was the Cowboys. But um, former Viking got traded earlier this season, then gets traded again uh, for a couple round pick. It is Cowboys. Uh, they traded it for a conditional draft pick in that one. 
So Cowboys really looking ahead to 2021. Yeah. Uh, they're not trying to do anything really here so far um, in 2020. Just kind of save your cap space is really the mantra, I would think, there. Unless Jerry Jones the says otherwise. Over. I yeah. mean, the season's a bust based on just injuries and unfortunate things happen. It's not like they were shooting for the stars. Anyway. Well, Cowboys do every year and the fans expected, but still a very meddling team and having a tough time lately. But yeah, I mean, the season's a bust. It's it's tough to come back from what happens. It's just unfortunate, and it's kind of what happened to the Steelers last year. We had QB crisis. Same thing happened to two guys that just get the worst injury luck. Dak destroys his ankle, and Andy Dalton gets plastered on a dirty, dirty hit, and that was terrible Absolutely. as well. See, I, I hated watching that. Yeah, it was a bad hit all around. And they had to wait to eject him, too. That's, yeah. the, that's the worst part. They had to consider to eject him. And another discussion point coming out of that is that none of the Cowboys O-line did anything about it. None of the Cowboys did anything about it. That's what, um, Andy Mike Dalton McCarthy got said. carted off the field, and I'm not advocating for a fight or anything, but you have to stand up for the leader on your team. Yeah. And your quarterback, you know, Andy Dalton might, might not be a leader of the team, but the quarterback is always technicality going to be a leader on the team. And yeah. they let him get speared, taken off the field, and they didn't do anything about it. And that's a crisis in which the quarterback – the with with the Cowboys and, and everything going on, someone's got to take a leadership role, and that's like a worse that, – that's indicative of a, of a deeper-seated problem with the yeah. whole organization and why they've been the way they have for that, the past couple of years. I mean, that's bad. And it brings that's up really problems bad. Antonio Brown could bring to the Buccaneers. Mm. <laughs> but that'll do it for our NFL segment here as we're approaching 30 minutes already. So we've had a long NFL segment. Of course, Tanner going very in-depth with the Steelers, which yes. is why we brought him on, yes. obviously. Exactly. And so we'll go to a commercial break real quick. We'll be back with our college football and fantasy football segments. Good day, fellow podcast enthusiasts, and welcome back to the Braden and Colin Show. Colin, we're actually not recording an episode right now. Then what are we doing? We're supposed to be recording an advertisement to promote our show. But what's our show actually about? Well, to be honest, I don't really know. We have different topics every week. Well, if you want to learn about different topics and hear us mess around and talk to each other, come listen to us on 97.5 KBVU on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Music. And we are back with our college football segment here. As again, just over the 30-minute mark in this one. A lot of great things happening in college football. Of course, many gra- great catches uh, oh, that we saw great catches. very early great, on. Like, hits... And- Bad targets for sure. Targeted, bad bad call, targets. Bad targeting. Nebraska calls. Ohio State was a big victim oh, of that. Yeah. Yes, we were watching. Interesting that week for sure. The Big Ten's back. I mean, that's big the big. Ten, that's the big. Let's go. And you might. And it's it's for the people listening, and you might not be a fan, but the big news of the week is that the Big Ten is back. Obviously, I mean, that's because we are the big news in Iowa. Lost. Big news. Big Iowa news. did lose. Good that stuff. was tough. 27-24, hey. Purdue took them Good down. Stuff. Supposedly, Iowa State also PI. lost the shootout in Stillwater. Yeah. Possible missed P.I. call. I wasn't there for it. I missed the end of that game. But apparently they said the announcers even agreed that the call was missed. So that's There's that's a, how you know something's bad. Yeah, usually the announcers are definitely told to let Agree it go. With the yeah. yeah. So you just give them the, the benefit of the doubt. So if you know, when you they're not giving them the benefit of the doubt, you know it's a bad call. I'll look it up here. Because that's what Brandon and Isaiah were telling me. Because Isaiah was trying to cheer for Purdue as well with Lavelle <laughs> to go it's against tough. me and Brandon. It's but tough. They hey. both agree that it was a missed PI. But again, rookie QB, freshman, 
I'm not going to put so much on his shoulders right yeah, now. It's his was, first year. He was, he was looking I'll, I'll give him a break. He was, he was a little inaccurate at the beginning. He has the old Iowa quarterback, uh, we can chuck it deep, but it ain't going to be accurate, <laughs> type throws really early on. But he finally was able to reel him in a little bit and uh, dial doing, him up a little bit better. Good. I was like, okay. He's not that bad. No, he's, he wasn't doing guess, too bad. I guess he's from Northern California anyways. So. Northern California, so Lavelle's got to support the Cali boys. And like Tanner said, mentioning the Nebraska-Ohio State game, three targeting calls in that one. Three. In the last two, both players got ejected. The second one was definitely a targeting uh, for sure. We saw it first, and we're like, oh, he just bounced off his shoulder. They showed another angle. Everyone's like, nope, get him out of here. He's done. Mm -hmm. And it was just bad. It was the highest-rated game of the week, interestingly enough. That proves the staying power of the Big Ten. 6.175 million viewers. That's, I mean, it it was a game to watch. I don't think anyone expected Nebraska (laughs) to win, aside from the hopefuls. Mm -hmm. But I just find that interesting. And then Michigan-Minnesota was next, and that was actually a pretty decent game. Yeah, Despite Michigan, Michigan tearing off yeah. to the start. 49-24 in the favor of Michigan. But again, but that game also featured the first all-African-American football officiating crew in Power 5 history. Yes. Oh. So big history there in that game. For sure. And I want to talk about the toe tap of the year from the Ohio State-Nebraska oh, game in the back of the end zone. Oh. I, don't, I don't know if it was almost one hand, but it was out the back. He's able to lower the foot down just barely and get it right there at the back of the end zone. the year? Catch it here. Maybe. Maybe. It was, and his last name is Smith. Oh, we messed up the last N- name so like, many. We practiced so many times talking like about Nijaba. the name. It's like Nijaba. It's like Nijaba. Well, yeah. Something like that. Something like it's that. number 11 for Ohio State. He's um, really nice. It, it was a very great catch. It was incredible to watch live even. Yes. The replays don't do it justice. When you're watching it live, it's, it's so much it, better. We thought at first, we're like, no way, that's a catch. And then... We the replay. Showed. Yeah. We were like, yeah, he got that. He it, got it. It was, it was a nice catch, too. I was like, oh, my God. And speaking of nice little end zone grabs as well, Indiana getting the upset win over Penn oh. State with the reach by Indiana's QB. Yeah. Penn what State was rated play. number eight. He, he, this was in overtime wow. as well. I don't think he got that. I, I have the picture right he here. He did touch the pylon. But, but it looks like it's down, down first. I'll pass this picture around. I think real he quick. made it. I don't know. If he's There's the picture. I mean, I've seen it. I watched it over and over. It, I think he made it. <sighs> it's it's really close. Either way, respect the hustle on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I do. That, absolutely. That, that's a that, amazing that's a hustle play. That's a play. That's for like, sure. I mean, I mean, the ball's past the plane. The question is, is the other side of the ball out of bounds? Right. Yeah. He's yeah. all in bounds on this. Yeah. He's in bounds. Everything looks in bounds. All that's got to happen is that much of the ball, the tiny sliver, has to cross the plane. Yeah. And, the, and the, decision, the decision was that ball is across the plane before the other end touches out of turf. Yeah. And it can be out over the air out of turf, and that's the thing. So I think he got it. And then it's, he smacked the pylon, too, on the way close out. for sure. It's like this game wasn't – wasn't Penn State rated eighth going Number on? eight. Yes. Eight. It wasn't supposed to be that close, but Indiana – Penn State coach crazy. is a, looking oh, forward to Ohio State already. So oh, he's already God. focused on that game. He tweeted that out. It was a really long tweet, just Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State, just <laughs> repeatedly. So they're already looking forward to that game. And, of course, Liberty's QB has a great game. Uh, excuse me, Cincinnati. Well, they both do, but we'll start with Cincinnati QB. Desmond Ritter, 179 rushing yards, eight carries, three touchdowns. That's rushing, uh, folks. That's not even talking about crazy. his passing stats whatsoever 
That's so that's crazy. how that's unbelievable for a QB to rush for three touchdowns on eight carries and 179 yards and all of that as well. And Cincinnati was rated number nine, and they took on number 16 SMU, and it was 42 to 13 in favor of Cincinnati. It's the largest margin of victory for the Bearcats over a ranked team in program history. Oh, so a big game there for the Cincinnati uh, Bearcats, as Lavelle always mentions. What are they doing in the top 10? Uh, they're starting they? to prove themselves a little bit, Lavelle. Yes, guess they are, but they're only playing SMU. SMU you're like the like anti-jinx, maybe. Me, I am. Ah, you're the jinx. So. I'm the jinx. You're the anti-jinx. Yep. Hey, he's raising his Embarrassing hand. game of the week and an embarrassing loss. Rutgers takes down Michigan State 38-27, yes. and I give some credit to the man on Reddit. Funny, funny comment. He says, so they have all the fake fans in the crowd and such. If those fake fans had legs, they would have walked out. That's how embarrassing <laughs> that was. Yeah. Classic. He said it seems like a hostage situation. They're holding there yeah. against their will. As part of Big Ten fan base, me and Brandon had the argument. We just, we couldn't just, we were trying to decide, is Rutgers actually good? No. Or is Michigan no. State just that bad? And that is that is the thing Such is life to. for Michigan State. Yeah. Hot and cold, Rutgers will remain bad. But yeah. they have it in them. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, hey, they got to win at least, hey, and that's a plus see. there. And uh, there's all, with undefeated teams left remaining with four games played. We got Alabama, BYU, Cincinnati, Clemson, yeah. Coastal Carolina, Liberty, Marshall, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma State. And I want to bring up Marshall, the herd. The best chance for an undefeated regular season belongs to Marshall at 58% chance, followed by Alabama with 45%, BYU with 44%, Clemson with 43% and Ohio State with 43%. Clemson? So, really? Go I the herd, baby. I think Clemson has, Clemson has a. Hey. They only play North Carolina. That's the only team they would play, probably. Or Notre oh, Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame. Okay, too. sure. Uh, that takes us to our top 10. I think we're going to skip the Buffalo Wild Wings rankings this week just so we can get in the, in the name of time as we are at. About 36 minutes right now, trying to wrap this up a little bit faster. Yeah. Uh, top 10 here. Number 10, Florida Gators, who just got COVID as well. Nine, number 9, Wisconsin Badgers, whose quarterbacks just got COVID. Oh, my God. Number 8, Texas A&M Aggies. Number 7, Cincinnati Bearcats. Number 6, Oklahoma State Cowboys, like Tanner said, who defeated Iowa State. Number 5, Georgia Bulldogs. Number 4, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Number 3, Ohio State Buckeyes. Go Big Ten. Number two, Alabama Crimson Tide, and number one, Clemson Tigers. Go Bama. And so some great games out of college football already so far this season. Like I said, Florida getting, uh, they got six new positive cases, bringing the month total to 37. Oh and like I said, uh, Wisconsin QB Graham Mertz had his positive test. He'll be out minimum of 21 days. They could be down to their fourth string QB as the third stringer already tested positive as well chase wolf so a lot of qb hassle going on there as well and so COVID. college football COVID is getting is torn up by covid right now just like the nfl um, maybe even worse than the nfl to be probably honest in the, probably worse and so i think that takes us to fantasy football and our Ooh. beautiful sound effect our favorite one of all of them tanner I want to hear it. Nah, 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 nah. Oh. We can't use that. It's copyrighted. Yeah, no, I just want to hear it. Uh, we can't do that. Copyrights. That's tough. Copyright. It's the copyrights, Copyright. man. But some good week for fantasy football. Uh, I went 2-1 and one, uh, in the What Is Sports podcast and one the BVU one, and then lost to in my hometown one. Lavelle went 1-0. and oh. Tanner doesn't have a fantasy team because he hates fun. Um, <laughs> That's not true. I've been busy <laughs> and I forgot. 
I am playing pigskin pick'em. Are you? No, because you I always miss those man. emails. I always <laughs> miss that stuff. I miss the emails, and I'm like, oh, yeah, pigskin pick'em. And it never pops up on my phone when I go into the ESPN app. And so it's just like, I just forget to do them, and I'm like, it's I'm okay. focused more on fantasy than pick'ems. So hey, that's what I'm going to stick with. means way more. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Uh, our perfect lineup for this week, Lavelle's man Justin Herbert with 38.5. Yes, Running backs, Jeff Wilson Jr., 32. Again, he had three right. touchdowns. And James Robinson for the Jacksonville Jaguars, 31.7. At wide receiver, of course, Tyler Lockett with 53. And Devontae Adams in his first week back with 44.6. At tight end, we have the backup tight end of Bryant from the Browns with 21.6 points. And like I mentioned earlier, the kicker from the Buffalo Bills, It'll be, I believe, Tyler Bass with 20 points. Uh, I'd have to check that first name for sure. I'm guessing completely. And mm-hmm. the defense, the Chiefs, with 24 points as they really held Drew Locke to absolutely nothing in that Broncos-Chiefs game. And, well, is there anything you would like to mention about your fantasy teams? Keenan Allen, thank you. Keenan Allen, thank you. Todd That's- Gurley, Chase Edmonds, pick him up. Chase Edmonds, I've been had Chase Edmonds. Come on. Hey. Hey, and he's been balling. I feel like a I'm, lot of people have those. I'm well, the anti-jinx, so you should listen to me. Ooh. Not Westy. Westy is absolutely the jinx. Yeah, the we'll get to that on Sports on the Edge. Jinx. We will do he that. Almost, we'll that. He Don't almost, worry, I'm not going to He almost it. killed Fulgham for me. He almost Almost. Did. Oh, my but, God. Which brings up a good point and uh, a beautiful segue into Austin's picks. Which, another sound effect for that as well. <laughs> Professional That's Spanish. the most generic news sound effect Thank I've ever heard like in my that, life. Hey. Hey, I thought it was good. I like it. I, I thank like you, Lavelle. I, like I didn't but, say it was bad. Just... <laughs> I know it's generic, but sometimes that's what we can find when it's not copyrighted. Highest quality only on we're not, focused. We're not music makers ourselves. You're so not the entertainment hour, is what you're saying. Oh. What? You guys don't make your own sound effects. Don't even we say We do, it. actually. Did they even I make did. Episode? What sound effects did you make? Besides, okay, the intro. Let me, one. Let me, you, oh, you said it right. You, you can say it yourself. The intro what, one. What though. did I make for our beautiful podcast. podcast director? The podcast. Just the intro, intro and the yeah. outro for all the podcasts. Outro. It's only an intro. No, it's both, actually. No. You're supposed to bookend it. What? Yeah, I tell you what to do here. Whatever. No, oh, you're I my said, boss. I'm your we boss. Agree. It, kinda, it, it, it evens out. Actually, we, I'm, double, I'm your double boss, to be fair, so it doesn't. Double. Sports editor, sports director. Oh. Ah, yeah, okay. But podcast director, that makes me you. Well, I don't know. If it's I know it's two to one. That's all I'm saying. We are so unfocused right oh now. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. <laughs> Let's get back to the sports. It's crazy. I'm on the edge with all this sports. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh what about football? Unfocused. Let's talk about football. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So I am now seven for fourteen in picks. Five hundred. Dumb. What was that? Delete that. What? I'm just kidding. No, we're not deleting it. <laughs> you think kidding. we edit the podcast? Bold claim. You think man. I put effort into my podcast? Uh, of course I do. What do you mean? I made all these beautiful know, notes. To be fair, you do have some beautiful sound effects. Thank you. See, sound and now, props. now we're unfocused. Again, all right. I'm so, here to help. I am seven for fourteen for picks, just at five hundred. That's not hot. No, it's no, not. Until a couple of weeks ago, I was entering. I was like in the ninety eighth percentile. I was doing really well for pickskin pick. Yeah. Well, this is for players mostly, not teams. Oh, so yeah, <laughs> this is fantasy well, team picks. Then. Last week, I had Travis Fulgham gets 12, thankfully. Oh, he saved Edged you. that out a little bit. Chase Claypool does not very well. Gets .8. ESPN I, rounded I up to it, 1 in some places. I thought it was 8. And then no, Westy was like, you should look closer. Yeah, it was, was not like, good. Oh, it oh, was not great for Chase Claypool. And then Christian Kirk, uh, 20 points. So, great pick there. I'm proud of that. He had 
I think three touchdowns in that game. Uh, two or three. He had, oh my uh, god. Yeah, he had a lot. And so this week I am going with my man Cole Beasley of the Buffalo Bills. He's been doing very well the last couple of weeks, and I believe he can carry it on. I'm gonna be honest. I think he can do it. I have total confidence here in Cole Beasley. Um, as they go on to play, as he had 22 last week, they go on to play New England. New England, very bad, uh, as we've seen against the yeah. 49ers. And Cole Beasley has had double-digit games since week 2, 12, 16, 12, 11, 14, 22. Uh, I think he'll do just as well in this one. But again, uh, I am the jinx, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I also have Le'Veon Bell, who's going to be my next one. Uh, I don't know why, bro. Running back for the Chiefs, I think he will do. I think he'll do well. Edward's I, a layer, bro. You just hey, they'll both be good. I think he'll step up as he only had three points last week at Denver, but I mean, not really having to do much. They go on to play the Jets this week, and we are pushing the revenge game story. We're pushing that. Oh. We're pushing that logic. It's a revenge game. He mm-hmm. wants payback against Adam Gase, not utilizing him how he should be, and Andy Reid's gonna. Andy Reid's going to be a part of that. He's going to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to show Adam Gase how to use Le'Veon no. Bell on the think, offense. No, I don't think Andy Reid's that think, kind of no, guy. I don't think he'll. He's don't not think that he, kind of OC. He's not petty. He's not. He's such a wholesome or guy. Or is he petty? But we don't know this. We I don't think, know him personally. I think, maybe, I think certainly Le'Veon Bell wants that to happen. Yeah. I don't think Andy Reid's going to let that happen. Andy Reid's not going to. He's going to say he doesn't want it to happen, but he's going to let it happen. Anyway. I don't think so. He's going to put him in a couple plays. He's going to put him in. Maybe I'll buy him some play. cheeseburgers if he doesn't. He's a, yeah. He's or if do it does. If he does. Get that man a I would, cheeseburger. I, I want to hear a score prediction for this because it could be in the hundreds the way the Jets have been playing. Uh, it oh. is a 21 point differential, is the betting right now. Oh. That's low. I would What's the over under? Uh, I'm not sure what the over under is. I'll I just know it's, I just know it's I'm a, gonna put it. I just know it's I'm a 21 it point difference. He said 16. Yeah. Have you watched I, the Jets play? 60, have you watched yeah. the Chiefs play this year, Lavelle? Chiefs yeah. been balling. Yeah, That's the true. Chiefs are balling like usual, and the Jets are by far the worst team in the league. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's the only other perfect team. Trevor Lawrence is trying to. He's like, I'm staying in college. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is trying to stay in college. I don't want to be in the Jets. And while Tanner looks that up, I've got my third pick. Lavelle, you like this one? Yes, I love it. The man himself, Justin Herbert, finally getting us some wins. I may start him over Lamar Jackson. In this week in fantasy, if I did, I if I might. had him, I would. The over under is forty nine. It's actually forty eight point five, but that's I think that's a little that's low. a little low. I could put I it at fifty five easy. I'd say forty. Yeah, Jets I, I uh, Chiefs forty two. Jets like I think 14. they'll try to stop scoring after Ooh. like fifty. Yeah. And so Herbert <laughs> after we get by six touchdowns, we'll let it easy. On. Yeah. Yes, the yeah. Broncos. They play the Broncos. Mahomes just went off against them. And, and Herbert is the only player since at least nineteen seventy with as many. With as many as 1,500 passing yards and a passer rating above 100 in his first five games. And while Denver brings a strong pass, pass rush, Herbert's been able to thrive in that. And Denver's allowed at least 20 points to passers. Hey, so let's go. I think I think he'll be a big it'll be a big boom here for Justin Herbert, the rookie in fantasy. Facts. And so and big boom for the Chargers. Big boom for the Chargers. Hopefully they get the win. Hopefully we'll let's, see. Yes. We'll see what happens let's with them. But as we approach 47-ish minutes now, of course, I'm adding the commercial in there. Tanner, is there anything you'd like to plug real quick uh, here at the end of Football, football on, on Focus? Yeah, if I had to plug anything, I'd say Super Bowl champs, Steelers, 2021. Oh, I like it. 2021, not 2020. Good plug. You nah. can find, yeah. What? Wait. You wait, realize the you Super Bowl's it? played in February, Lavelle. Okay, yeah. my bad. Okay. Yeah. And, and then after, after December 2020, it's, thank God, is over. 
and it's whoa, 2021. Whoa. It's just going to change to 2021. Still. I just don't want it to be 2020. I think, having, I think having 2020 next to a ring or on a ring that the Steelers also have their logo on just makes it worse because this year has just been so, so awful and fun. Just not even asterisk, asterisk. Just, just a bad oh. time. It's, We're going to look back at the history books, and there's just going to be a whole chapter dedicated you know, to 2020. I was talking with my – side note, this is relevant, but I was talking with my professor today, and she or I, one of us brought up how we are living in a time of history. And I said, yeah, it is really cool to live in a time of history, but I sure wish it was over like months ago. <laughs> yeah. It's not fun anymore. It never was it fun. Never was it, fun. It, it, but like at the start, everyone's like, "You're you're gonna live in a time of history, and you have all these stories about your time." And There's like, no I story. wish I there the, were no yeah. more stories. I've got enough. Mm-hmm. We've we had the parents like, "Oh, I walked thirty miles in the snow in the freezing cold to get to school." I survived. Ours is gonna be we survived a national pandemic to go to school. <laughs> yeah, my my grandfather. My grandfather always joked how he was so he could he had to go to school every other day because he was so poor that him and his brother had to share a pair of shoes. And I'll say, well. At least you got to go to school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So that's our go that's going to be so. our generation's new thing. And, of course, you can find Tanner uh, on the Entertainment Hour of the podcast from KBV. You can find him on Sports on the Edge. And Twitter. Live. Of and Instagram. Find him. And yeah, of course. At Tanner Frosty. It's pretty wow. easy to plug. Oh. Yeah. He's going to plug his own Instagram in here. And you, find him on sport, you can that's find him and I on Sports I'm on the Edge. I'm rather funny on Twitter. You are funny on Twitter? Occasionally. Right? Occasionally? Uh. If you like what you heard on this podcast, then. Hey. Hey. You can go check them out on Twitter. And again, Sports on the Edge, Fridays from 1 to 2. Wow, you had to think about it. (laughs) Guy would not have done that. He would not have made that mistake. Guy Tannebaum. Okay, new guy. I'm taking his spot. I'm I'm in his spot on Sports on the Edge. Go Dodgers, of course, as the World Series is tonight. Oh, speaking of which, let's go a little more unfocused. Let's get an update on that game because I'm about to go watch that right now. I'm okay with going for 50 minutes. 1-0 Tampa Bay Rays. We got a pitcher's duel, ladies and gentlemen. Bottom of the fifth. Go. Go raise, baby. Three, Dodgers, two in favor on. of the Dodgers. We need Dodgers. To be man. fair, I do need the Dodgers to win tonight uh, to win. help out my bracket. But we'll get to that on Sports in the Woo. Edge. And we'll find out on Friday whether Westy and I was right. Because one of us is about to be right. And that's going to be pretty. Well, actually, no, I take it back. We could both be wrong. Yeah, I was going to say. The race to win game seven. None of us predicted no, that. So. Chill out. Lavelle does not want this. I do not want that. I want the Lavelle Dodgers just wants the. I just want the underdog. Anyway. Yeah. I just want the race because I never want to ring, and that's cool. It is cool. Yeah. It's very cool. But the, very nice. It'd be cool. It's very nice. It'd be cool for the Dodgers and the Lakers won a ring. ring so. Nah. And then I think it'd be cool Chargers if the Clippers and the Giants won. Oh fuck! No 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 no! no. I'm, that was just I'm anti- a fan. Let's go, baby. He just said the Clippers. Oh, All right, God. so I think we can wrap this podcast up. Yep. And I think we plugged everything we can. So Lavelle, Tanner, say goodbye to the fans. Bye. It's not goodbye. It's just see you later. That's from Sports in the Edge. It is from Sports. Little fans will know. Don't worry.